Hello, welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled. Nine facts for you every Tuesday. My name's Dan. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. I have to say, my facts this week are what the Polynesians would call the best ones I've ever had. I've got stuff about pregnancy tests, about long words, and about Japanese adoptions. So that's my side of the table. Connor, what are you brought? We're going in with Disney. We're going to talk about names of Disney characters that we never knew once existed. We're talking about curling, the sport of curling. This is going to blow your mind. It's complete nonsense. And also, who you can leave your money to if you write a will. Oh, well, Will, Mark, top that. What are your three facts? Oh, I've got some good ones for you this week. Deep noises that you may not even be able to hear dogs and how they smell and it's another round of where did that phrase come from i think that needs its own jingle doesn't it uh, stick around it's a brand new baffled coming for you next hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Connor, are you feeling pretty, pretty exotic, pretty wisely multicultural after your amazing Polynesian uh, frenzy last Friday, last yeah, last Friday. Yeah, I feel educated, um, and I, I, you know, I feel like a new man. This is new. If you've missed this, this is for our, our our new podcast that we're doing every Friday. When we expand on one of these, it's called Connor Explains. We put our best mind on the case. If you've always like been perplexed by something, if you've always if you've always been baffled by something, uh, let us know what the subject is, and Connor shall do his best to explain it for you. Info at baffledpod.com for that, please. Uh, right, I'm setting the bar high this week. I've got nine, three very good facts, right? And I'm wondering which one to start with. So I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go first. It's got to be good. You're opening the show. I know it's, it's bold, no isn't it? No pressure. Uh, well, the thing is, we've discovered, uh, like on 50 episodes of this show, that we we all have different barometers for what we find facts to be, and quite often they get ratioed. Mine, uh, the oldest method for prote- for pregnancy detection dates back three and a half thousand years. Um, a woman would pee, obviously a woman, she would pee on a barley and a wheat seed. If the seed grew, it was because she was pregnant. If the barley seed grew first, it was a boy. If the wheat seed grew first, it was a girl. And the method is still right 70% of the time. I mean, that's not a bad success rate, given how long ago we're talking here. That's not bad. No, three. So this is 150. Hell. No, sorry. This is 1,500 years before, uh, you know, the common era, before our calendar start, like, began, before the year 0000. It was around the time that China was created. 
this is before this is like a thousand one thousand five hundred years before mary accidentally peed on a bit of barley and realized she was pregnant and didn't know how yeah that's basically what we're talking <laughs> how about. should i justify this if i say look if i say that someone else that, that some random thing got me pregnant will that Will that massively impact the rest of the world and the future now? Probably. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. fine. <laughs> Joseph will never know. And everything this, will be good. This will all be forgotten. Right, well, you, let's stop boasting about who knows more about history, okay? And let's actually look at this fact, right? <laughs> history? How the, do they the, find the, this the, out? more about history? The story well, of Jesus. <laughs> no one gives a shit about that, right? What we're talking about is this fact. How have you ever found out or how has somebody ever sat there and gone, if we get two seeds... We can work out the gender of a baby. Like, how how do you find that out? I just don't believe it's a thing. Well, it works seventy percent of the time. I don't know. Maybe it's who? maybe it's what says says these people. It's it, you can still uh, do who's it. these people. No, no, no. You come at me about my backup for facts. Who's these people? What scientists at what university? Oh, are we you know are we looking at Oxford, Cambridge? Where's the backup for this nonsense here? So. Uh, a newly deciphered Egyptian papyrus detailed this, and then it was tried out, um, I think, at the University of Copenhagen. Right, well, I've heard about the Egyptian papyruses, and they're nowhere, they're no one to believe, that you don't want to believe those lot. Uh, this fact, I think, is absolute nonsense, to be up to be completely honest with you. I, I hope it's true, and I wish for it to be true, because it's fantastic if it is true, because it is so much nonsense. But really? Like, really? Do you know what I mean, Mark? Are you a bit with me here? Now, so I, am a bit, so, I am a bit with you, so, but also I like the fact, so I'm going to believe it. It doesn't, I love the fact. So it currently, in, upon recent uh, tests of this, it, it doesn't predict the sex of the children. So that's a bit of a myth. But 70% of cases conducted uh, like within the last 30 or so years, uh, the urine from pregnant women did cause the grain to sprout. It's maybe thought that the increased estrogen levels in the urine helped stimulate the seeds. Here's the question, though. How long have you got to wait? Because if it's like three months, I'll be honest, you probably just know from the fact that you're getting, you know, a bit bigger uh, rather than... I don't know. Rather how- than the fact, oh, look, it sprouted. I wondered why I have a bump all of a sudden. Mark, just trying to word that in a pleasant way, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I understand. Trying to word it in a way that I'm not about to get backlash from the whole female community. How long does it it take you uh, to to make a pot noodle? Uh, 90 seconds. Yeah, I think it's about that time. Yeah, I I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a pot noodle time. That's how long it takes for these grains to sprout, I think. So so there you go, Connor. How how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, look, again, it's a great fact. It is a brilliant fact. It's something that I never knew. If it's true, I, I think it's a bit far-fetched. I, I don't know. It sounds the, 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 a bit crazy. This is science. Like, they found it from history, and then they've tested it, and they found out that it 70, works 70% of the time. I don't know what more you want from this. 70% well, of the time, know. it works all the time, Connor. What, what is your issue with this? I'm intrigued as well about where we're, where we're putting the seed. Are we, are we putting it in the greenhouse when the urine's on it? Do we have to, like, keep it warm? Do we have to... Nah, like, uh, no, I don't... Re- garden, mate. I'll be honest, mate. I don't reckon they had a tree house or a conservatory out the back of your nan's house three and a half thousand years ago. It's one of those facts that sits on the Richter scale of nonsense, but two different types of nonsense. You've got either it's complete nonsense that we just read, or it's a good fact, but it is nonsense, isn't it? Like what they actually done. You know, it's kind of on that level, but I like it, Dan. You've opened well this week. Thank you. I'm, I'm, putting, that, I'm putting that at the, uh, at the GFN level. Good fact nonsense. Uh, Connor, as you said, I've started big. What's your first fact of the show? Okay, so in curling, 
You know, curling the sport. I am very aware of the yes. sport of curling. Yeah. Love a bit of curling. Only ever love it when the Winter Olympics is on and I'm bored and I have to watch TV. I say have to right, well, choose to watch TV. Connor, Connor, when you asked this, were you interested in, in, in Mark's full-blown <laughs> history of <laughs> no. his enjoyment no, of the sport of curling? Yeah, yeah. Ask a question, get an answer. In curling, good sportsmanship and politeness are essential. Okay? So congratulating opponents and abstaining from, from trash talk are part of what's known as the spirit of curling. Right, so before we get into this, this this fact instantly jumped out to me for this reason. Give me the trash talk for curling. Give me the trash talk for curling. What 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 are we say? Oh, that curl was a bit off. Oh, your your curl was a bit. Of course, you're gonna be polite. It's a ball. You're not. What about mate? There's loads of trash talk for curling. Oh, I've your mum could sweep better than you could. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, in, in curling, good sportsmanship and politeness, they're essential. Well, what, you're not, what, it's, Yeah, like, I know. know this, yeah, I'm with you. The, uh, the, the school bully isn't, isn't getting into curling. You know, oh, your, your mum's as slippery as that ice is. Oh, oh that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Thank that's you. a good one, Dan. Thank you. Come to me for your mum Your mum and slippery. Yeah, yeah, very good. But yeah, so you have to, uh, you have to stick by the, the spirit of curling and there's absolutely no trash talk allowed. So, Brian, if you're listening and you do a bit of curling, don't tell Gregory next to you to do one when his curl's a little bit you know? No, no. You might get fined. Now, listen, I'm like, I'm all for anyone having a passion and for having any hobby that they want. Like, I'm not, I'm not at all mocking the great sport, like Mark's favourite sport of curling. If you love that, if that's your bag, you do it. Fine. But you are right. In my mind, it does not attract the trash talky type. No, although I do still feel like if you ever went and played Dan, you would be trying to trash talk all over the place. But then again, they say the same thing about cricket. So cricket is, is a cricket like, has great, great yeah. trash talking. Cricket. So cricket is like a quintessentially, you know, gentlemanly game. Uh, in the UK, they they break for 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 sandwiches and tea and scones, yeah, oh, scones. Uh, but like sledging is a big part of it now. It's because we let the bloody Australians in. Sledging is is a huge part of it. So they're just chipping off each other all the time. So, you, you know, it's it's not this blanket rule that if it's perceived to be a quaint, nerdy sport, that you can't have a little back chat. I would just love to, I'd love to hear the, the trash talk in curling. That, that's kind of where my mind goes with this fact. I'd just love to, to, to kind of, what, what would that be? Cricket, I can understand why there might be a bit of trash talk and I can understand the substance, kind of what would cause that. Curling? Like, I feel like there'll be a lot of curled out jokes. Oh, I curled one out that looked better than that earlier, mate. I think there'll be a lot uh, of that. And I think that's pretty much the only place you can go with it. You know what a joke is, don't you, Mark? <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's a joke? I've never heard of one. <laughs> hey, I curled one out earlier. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. The man with the world's deepest voice can make sounds that humans can't hear. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm the so man, on right now. The man's American guy called Tim Storms. Even he can't hear the ah, It's nonsense. So it, is, Come on. so it is eight octaves below the lowest G on a piano. Elephants apparently can hear it. Now, the reason I know it exists rather than just him just opening his mouth going, did you hear that? It was really low. Guys, guys, it was really low. Listen, is that they did, this is an official Guinness World Record. So uh, it was measured using a low frequency microphone 
um, and then sound analyzers as well. So the sound does actually exist, but even he can't hear it, which once again begs the question, how do you know you're doing it? Yeah. What, 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 what's happened to us this week? What, what's happened to us this week? I mean, we've come in with... God. It, go, it goes back to the, um, you know, taking a leak on a barley bag, doesn't it? Like, how do you discover that you've got this deep, deep voice? Like what, like, if you don't know it, if other people don't know it, if you have to get like a ridiculously specialist microphone to know it, or, you know, be riding an elephant at the time, how do you, is that how, is that, is that how it was made? Like he was, he was on safari or something riding an elephant and he was no. absolutely pants and he went, <gasps> my guess is, is and then the elephant started because talking. his voice is so low, they, that so like, here's, so let me, let me find a clip of him singing. Here we go. So this is a clip of him singing. I got a I mean, it sounds a banger, doesn't it, to be fair? So obviously, he sings very low anyway. So I'm get- So my guess is, is that one day they went, how low can you go? And he just tried to go low, low, low. And then I don't know if he can feel like he's making a noise and it's just not coming out. I don't know. But he makes a noise that is so low, you can't even hear it. I'll be honest, I want to hear the rest of that tune. I love I love that tune. I want I want to know if they um if if it said off in there or something like that. Whatever Paul McCartney. Says. By the way, did we on that? Did we have we did we put a poll up? Went up Friday and yeah. To be honest, most people could hear it. Most people could hear it. I mean, if it was like me, you need about seven attempts to hear it. But it is there. Yeah. So fair play, Connor. Mark. Um. Mark. St- strong. Strong fact here. We, we, we've entered this week with with real, you know, real complete and utter gobbledygook nonsense, and I enjoy that. Um, you know, this is. is I'm, I'm with Dan. The fact that like you got to get this, you know, ridiculous microphone, and it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, I can do it. Well, I just I don't really buy it. But he's obviously got a Guinness World Record, so therefore it must be true. It, it's also annoying because it opens up a door for me that we won't we won't get to on this podcast. Um, like I want to know biologically why his voice can do that. Like, is is it because you only? Is it be, well, is it because he's got a really big neck, which means he's got a really really long vocal cord, so he can reach a lower part of it and it can warble slower. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Can and we also, just? Can we? What's the name of that tune, Mark? Pre- what's the name of that tune? Uh, it was called the Low Song Banger. No, it is Lonesome Road. Is the name of the tune? Lonesome Road. If you forgive the pun. Nice. Lonesome. Well, I'm getting that on. Connor, how low could you go? Do you know what? Before we go into how low I can go, isn't it wonderful how two great minds work so differently with me and Dan? You've got Dan who's there, but biologically, how, how, is this, how is this physically possible? And, you know, great questions. Good, good questions. Then you've got the mind of Connor that's sitting there, just imagining this geezer trying to get as low as he can, you know, in this room. Just like, oh, I'm more visioning the facial expressions. <laughs> I, two minds work completely differently what does he look like i'm imagining him a bit like the go compare guy yeah, that's what he's is in he my a, mind is he a big blubbery lad he's a big blubbery lad like he's a sort of guy oh no he's not to be fair hair. i oh. and you know oh. i'm not not you know you can look however you want to look 21st century uh, i'm not shaming at all but i was expecting a, a big blubbery lad and this dude it is like a it looks like a bit like a dad looks like a, a, a bit a bit like your average american dad i'd say so there you go uh, enjoyed Mark, that Mark it's, yeah I think it's nonsense but I enjoy it three strong facts to start the show let's see if we can um, if we can continue that 98% of all Japanese adoptions 
are adult men adopting other adult men. Why? Why? So it's it's they are employers adopting adult men on their staff. So to do that, they they choose the person they wish to run their company. In Japan, Japanese culture, it's a, it's a big thing that these country these companies are, are family run. You know, you get car companies. Hey, we we've been run by the same family for for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now to make sure that carries on. The, uh, the the bosses, the CEOs, when it's when it's time for them to retire or shuffle off this mortal coil, they will adopt the the person that they next want to uh, to to run their company, so they can keep the business being family run. There are even like Bumbles and Tinders for uh, matching up prospective CEOs with CEOs who want who want a new leader. Can you can you imagine that conversation? Like going home to your family and going, guys, I've got some good news and some bad news. Good news, I've got a promotion at work. Bad news, I'm leaving the family. I've got a new dad now. Yeah, imagine so... telling your dad. Imagine, I, by the way, dad, I've got a little difficult call for you. I know, I know you've spent like the best part of four years bringing me up, um, but mm, I don't need you anymore. But good news for the grandkids, though, you've got to say. Like, imagine finding out that your your new granddad was like a billionaire. About to say, suddenly it's like, kids, we've got a new granddad. We've upgraded. He's super rich. Fingers crossed he dies soon. Probably not that. Probably won't add that to the kids. But in the back of your mind. Does that, yeah, does that suddenly mean... Also, if you were the if you were the CEO's kid and you're thinking, I've got a decent inheritance coming here. And suddenly this 40-year-old bloke waddles in going, hi, I'm your new brother. And then suddenly takes us. Well, it would be the women, no. wouldn't it? Because the, the the males would inherit it. And this comes from age old Japanese culture, where if you if you if your family had a lot of inheritance, and then the man died, the person who would control it was the man. Because apparently, women can't control money. That's what they thought in the old days. We do not think that now. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. Like I have to say, for me, this is the greatest fact I've ever brought to the table. I love it. Like when I saw this, I could not believe my luck. Connor, I'm a big fan of this fact. Yeah, Connor, I can see your face, and you don't seem a hundred percent on board. No, no, no. I absolutely love it. I, it's, it's, it, I agree with you. I'd say, I'd say, actually, forget about your fact. It's probably one of the best facts you've had on Baffled. I honestly, I honestly mean that. But the thing with me is, and the reason I'm so quiet is because I just lose my mind when things like this actually happen in the world. Like being from the UK, we don't hear things like this. You know, we just things like this don't happen. But the fact it actually happens somewhere in the world is just honestly, I mean, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It actually makes sense. The logistics behind it, kind of clever. But the fact that there's actually like a swipe left, swipe right process <laughs> picking somebody. It's also 98%. Honestly. 98% of Japanese adoptions. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There must be there must be quite a scarcity of, you know, regular adoptions. So this, this obviously the majority of this for that reason. But come on. If we hold an award on episode 48 for the best fact of the podcast so far, I would vote this one as number one because this is absolutely... It's Bang on what we need on this podcast. Love this. When was... So, a little bit different. This will be a little bit difficult because obviously Connor and I have been a bit remiss with the old Google Doc. When was our first ever show? Remember the vague April day? April 2020. So, wouldn't it be great if we held every year, like, the Baffled Awards? Like, you know, we'll come up with a better name and we try and do 
the greatest facts of the last 12 months. You know, on Twitter, there's the account didn't happen that like people mm. say, you know, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. And then they do didn't happen at the year awards and these stories get whittled down. That That's what we need to do. The, the baffled fact of the year. I know it's a lot of admin. I know it's a lot of admin, but you know, we can... You know, it's, hey, it's, this guy over here for. loves admin. It's what you're here it's for. a big admin fan. So, 14th of April, 2020 was the first show. So a year, every year around the 14th of April, whatever our nearest release is to that, baffled it, it could be the year. it could be called fact Awards. day it, it's where you go and you you share your favorite facts with your mates and then we celebrate it with um you know watching cheaper by the dozen by shoving things in a spike it up your ass and by awarding the greatest facts now listen you're listening to this maybe you don't believe us we don't believe ourselves if it happens just just make the most out of it i'd say <laughs> Uh, and everyone gets badges. Right, Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Before settling on the seven dwarves we know today, Disney considered... Oh, how times have changed. Chesty, Tubby, Burpee, Deffy, Picky, <laughs> Wheezy, and Awful. Right, so... I love that. They what, are horrendous. Oh, I don't know. Awful. I can't think of anything yeah. else. It's just yeah. awful. Hickey. Hickey. Isn't, that, isn't a hickey what you get... Yeah, it's a little, it's it's a little American yeah. love bite there, Connor. And there was a little yeah, flirty so dwarf. I noticed that you're so, you're uh, wearing a little little fleece tur- turtleneck today. That that's pulled up rather high. Someone's hiding some hickeys. Yeah, I had a session last night. But anyway, uh, Tubby, <laughs> Burpee, awful. Burpee's all right. Deffy, Deffy. No. I mean, Deffy, these are, that's, these are, that's very. Not Deffy okay. is the worst. It's just the word Deffy made me chuckle. But it is that is quite obviously abhorrent but the, mark i wanted to come to you with 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 this question because you know bearing in mind the jumper you've got on today this is exactly the question that needs to be asked to this man here um for those who yeah, can't I see mean, i'm wearing a jumper that just says deffy across the front no he's actually wearing a jumper Joking. that has what looks like mickey mouse's hands yeah that's exactly what it is yeah but we're moving on from that uh dan dan's dan's making noises and i love to hear it anyway Mark, there's a lot about Disney, isn't there, that you hear, like all these funny stories about Disney before, like these ideas and things like this that happened in the world of Disney. Based on what I'm hearing, the Seven Dwarfs names to potentially have been, was Disney not a kid's brand when it was first thought of? Because these aren't kid words. Was it intended to be more of a, like, just a a brand for, for, you know, because hickey. I'm like, Mum, what's a hickey? Yeah, I mean, I I think... I think I think it's, it's always been a mixture. I mean, obviously, there's always been it's always been vaguely aimed at kids, but also it's been aimed at adults. Adults are the ones who earn the money, so the adults are the ones who always pay for stuff. I mean, think of think of even stuff now, like you know, if you watch Toy Story or if you watch you know Moana, as we were talking about in Connor Explains on Friday. You know, if, if you watch them, there's so many jokes that are only for parents. Like there's jokes that go straight over the heads of kids, but parents enjoy them. Parents that want to earn the money have to pay for the tickets, so they have to watch the film as well. So parents also have to enjoy it. I think quite a lot of it is a is a pot is a, just apocryphal bullshit, really. Like I remember there being a stage when I was in secondary school where everything came out when it was like, oh, you know, when they're in the Lion King and they kick up dust, it spells the word sex in the sky. No, oh. it doesn't. Like there are no, there are a lot of these no, lies that come out. Yeah, there's a lot of that around. But yeah, there was. I think Dis- Disney were a little bit. 
nearer to the knuckle, not because they were as a business. I just think general culture was at the time. Do we believe that maybe like a fact like this, for example, is true? Or do you think it's more of a PR fact that was thought of years after the Seven Dwarves were actually created? Did Disney need PR? This fact as- no, I, 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 well, I, can see, that- I can see it being true. You know, they're going to they're gonna try and create different emotions and different characters from those things. They, you know, in many films, the names of the characters aren't exactly what they'd have started with. Yeah. And also, yeah. it's not good well, PR, is it? Hey, you remember that time we tried to mock, mock, mock loads of deaf people? Yeah. yeah cheers, Disney. You know, they say... Most magical land in the world. Any PR is good PR. No, that's not true. That's what they say. Mark, give us your second fact. Okay, the term winning something hands down comes from horse racing. So uh, a jockey who would be far enough ahead could slacken the reins and keep his hands down. And that is where the phrase winning something hands down comes from. So when you're saying that phrase, all dates back to horse racing. I don't know if, I've ever, a, um, I don't know if I've ever said the word know, winning, winning hands down. Like as in... Yeah, I say it all the time. You know, but you don't say winning hands down. You'll say, oh, like hands down, bruv. That's what people like. I, I've never really heard it well, in terms yeah, of winning. It, you know, I've never really heard it in terms of winning. Yeah, but I mean, I it all comes back to that thing, doesn't it? You know, m- people may not use the exact phrase "winning something hands down" anymore. It may just be "hands down," but it still has that same meaning of. I, I say in a term down. of a, I, I say in a term of abuse, like, look, that guy's hands down. Yeah, f-ed. yeah, of course, yeah. of course you do. And also, it goes back to the first person. Uh, I love the, love the brass balls the uttered stony chops of the first jockey who was like you know what i've won this my hands are down i ain't whipping this mule anymore hun love it and he just came off when how so uh so dan t- tell us about that victory oh it was so easy mate i won it hands down Zing. suddenly look ball. at this little did he know decades and decades into the future connor would be walking down chelmsford high street going and stay you Love, yeah, because I love to call the old women d***heads. But anyway, <laughs> the picture that the picture that he's painted to all of the American listeners and the UK listeners of young Connor walking around Essex, it's a scary place. Essex is wonderful, beautiful, and I do not call old ladies d***heads, just so we can clarify. Or you call d***heads loves. That's what we're contending with Either here. Way, Essex is hands way. down the roughest place a, a in the world. <laughs> full of ge- yeah, Essex is hands down full of geezers. Full of geezers. Mark, I couldn't think of what um, to say. That's what I meant. Great fact. Again, we're, we're doing so well this week. I'll tell you why it's a good fact. Because as you know, one of my favourites is when we where we find out where something come from, a term. I love We it. love I a love good those. where so is it come we from. We know where it come from. Love a good where is it come from. It's not the most exciting where it come from, but it gives us the background. And I like that, Mark. Well done, you. That's all right. I'm here to enlighten your life, Connor. That's what I'm here for. I didn't mean Essex was rough, by the way. I meant it's full of geezers. I just couldn't think it's of the... Wonderful... Uh, yeah, no, it is, it's a lovely place. I just literally couldn't think it's of the phrase that place. means it's full of Connors, which is what he would say are hands down geezers. geezers. It's a wonderful place, Essex. And if you'd like to come, there's a few areas to not go to. We're not going to talk about that on the podcast, but do your research. Just watch Towie. This message comes with a trigger warning. We're all about amazing facts, which are complete nonsense here on Baffled. But one fact which isn't nonsense is that one in five women and one in six men in the UK have been sexually abused. We've teamed up with the Ministry of Justice for their It Still Matters campaign to raise awareness for the support available for victims and survivors of sexual violence and sexual abuse. Remember, as a victim, you are entitled to support whenever the abuse took place and whether you report the crime or not. Visit gov.uk forward slash sexual abuse support to see the support on offer. 
Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, it still matters. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Remember, you can always get in touch with the show. It's info at Baffled Pod. We've got our own Instagram page now because we are groundbreaking. It's at Baffled Pod. And we would love to know what fact you'd like Connor to explain. Uh, so hit us up if you fancy. Uh, I think badges have been delivered as well. Mark, uh, open the inbox for us. Yeah, so uh, on at Baffled Pod, as we were recording this, just got a message from our most famous listener, George Gilby, telling us that his badge has just arrived. So uh, happy Baffled Day to you, George Gilby. Uh, also this week, uh, we got an email to info at baffledpod.com, which says, Hi, Team Baffled. Thanks for my badge, which came through the post this week. I knew the post was slow here, but five months is a new record. Thank you. Uh, I can now show that I'm a proud Bibs member, but I wondered if you could be cured from IBS. I only asked because Connor hasn't mentioned it in a while, so hopefully there's some good news to celebrate. Keep up the good work, Tom. I tell you why, Tom. I would imagine it's because we're not in the same place. When we were in the studio recording, we had the fun jingle. Without the fun jingle it's been less less bowel movement chatter and i for one at, like you am immensely disappointed at connor's rather dull well, dull dull dumping system well all i will say is I'll, I'll answer that question uh you cannot be cured of ibs and mine has been horrifically bad in the last six months and all jokes aside this is less of the funny pooing stories and more of the continuous colon pain that you get with it. Jesus, oh so, yeah. no, you can't. What have you, you been eating? Be what have you been eating that's made it so bad uh, in the I've last actually, six months? Well, this, this is the thing. We, we, we joke about it. All jokes aside, it's an absolute nightmare. Anyone listening that's going through it as well, I've had to like cut foods out of my diet to try and work out what it is. And I think, I think I'm getting closer to the fact that it could be caffeine, which is really sad. <laughs> I was, you I was about to say, coffee. I was going to say, are you sure it's not yeah. caffeine, mate? Because you are always banging yeah, on about so your coffees. I think the top three for me are beer, so probably wheat, bread, same thing, and caffeine. I'd, I'd just, yeah, but anyway, we don't want to talk about my 
movements anymore and let's power on to the facts hey eh, buddy but let's cheer everyone up with the jingle corner has ibs corner has ibs bloody well works when it comes out the other end can't you just plug it up what plug my i will tell you one thing actually this is a fun story the other day i had a domino's i had jalapenos extra pepperoni and there was actually a plug on my bum. And when that plug left the bum, whew, it was honestly, it was like a river flowing. It was wonderful times. Felt so much better after. Right, time for our last fact of the podcast. The longest word in the English language takes three hours to pronounce. Go for it. <laughs> Start your stopwatches. Now, it's got 189,819 letters. Uh, it is a chemical of a protein that's shortened to titan. Now, Connor's actually left. <laughs> no, 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 this is interesting. So uh, I'm going to give it a go. But with this, like I, I've got a shortened version of it. I have tried a lot to pronounce it and I've failed every time. So bear with. The shortened version. It's going to be the longest episode of Baffled ever. Methionyth. Rionithylrene glutamine larginyl dot 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 isoleucine. Now it's one of these things where um, I think they just do it to d- around. Really, they just because like so many things just mean the same, the same, the same. You know, like anti-disestablishmentarianism is pretty much like one word with loads and loads of different prefixes on it, which makes it means the same thing. Um, so that's the longest word in the English language. It's not been put in any dictionary uh, ever, though, so which is a bit disappointing. I know that, Mark, you did a fact about how the longest word means we're scared of long words, but there's actually another one, which uh, is 45 letters long, which is when you get a little bit of volcanic dust in your lungs. Do you reckon that when they were creating this word, it was a little bit like countdown in the room where this went, I'll have a vowel and I'll have another vowel and I'll have a consonant. Who's doing that for three I'll have hours? a consonant. They're scientists. They haven't got much to do. They're waiting for an experiment to finish that's probably going to take five years. So they just sit there and create long words. No one's ever said it. That's my bet. No one has ever said it. Well, of course they've not said it. Because you get bored So can we really through. classify it as a word if no one ever says it? Well, I think this is the, this is the point. Connor, what, what's your opinions on this word? Whoever made it up is hands down a dickhead. There we go. That's the best terminology to use to sum it up. What a load of absolute in cobblers that is complete and utter nonsense sick of it stuff like this does my head in it is terrible love this isn't a thing i love it's it's, it's an annoying fact but come on that's a good fact it's takes no, look they're, 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 no look listen to me hear me out it's a good fact and i i appreciate the good facts you've done good and i like it but whoever thought of it idiot i hate people like this it's just so unnecessary why do we need a three-hour word it's just so stupid. And then we have a shortened version. Oh, come off it. Do you know what I mean? Have a day off, mate. Go find yourself a missus. Do you know what I mean? Like, Christ. What would you do, though, if that word, the only way of curing your IBS is by saying that word? You have to ask for that at the oh, chemist. I, you have to ask for that at the chemist. And they're like, sorry, what do you mean? You're oh, like, look, listen, stay yourself down. Just, we'll just wait. Just wait a second. I know you people behind me in the queue, but just bear with. This is the medicine I need. I'd be, I'd be learning it. I'd be. It just. It, it, do you know what I mean, though, boys? Like, come on, you know, it's a good fact, but it's just. Like, why, why do people do these things? It's just so unnecessary. Do you not agree? Yeah, of course I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, would we all agree that whoever thought of it is hands down a head? Would you say that, Mark? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Connor, what's your last fact of the show? In 1997, a Louisville woman left actor Charles Bronson all of her money in a handwritten will, a total of about $300,000. She'd never met him. She was just a fan, and he took the lot. Charles Bronson is the biggest mystery in the world that he keeps on, you know, keeps on getting people to marry him when he's in prison, doesn't he? Yeah, constantly, constantly. But um, can you just imagine, imagine this right now? You're the only son left. You're thinking, well, hey, me and the missus are going on a good old holiday. We're going to buy a lovely little two bed and rent it out. Lovely jubbly. Uh, no, the three the three hundred thousand dollars has gone to Charles Bronson. Mum, um, because I lo- I like him. Mum, you've left you've left the money to Charles Bronson in prison. My dad's just uh, adopted someone else to take over the bloody company. What's going on? <laughs> Um, but, 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 this has got me thinking, okay? This has got me thinking, boys. So, um, I didn't know you could write wills to leave money to whoever you want. What did I you think a will that. was I, for? I, no, 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 no. But as in, like, I thought I thought it had to be specific to maybe family. Or I didn't know you could just put a random name. No, so do whatever you want. Five pounds to Justin... I could put five pounds to Justin Bieber. If you wanted yeah. to, yeah. yeah. I mean, he would have, right, to, cool. he, he would have to pay, so uh, like... A pound to get that five pounds. Do you know what I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking we get a little bit closer with the baffled listeners. This is what I'm thinking. What can we do to get closer with the baffled listeners so that maybe, just maybe, one day, if one of them, you know, passes away, we can get a little bit of dollar boys. This is what oh, thinking, so you know? I genuinely thought you were about to go the other way. I thought you were about to say, look, we want to bring in a baffled listener to the family, so I will put no. a baffled listener in my no. will. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, what you're saying is you I want, want be- a baffled listener to put you in the will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to be in the will of a baffled listener. So this is this is the next task we've given them. It's definitely we've at least, it's worth at least two badges. Let's be honest. Well, we've got, we've, we've given them everything in the pot. Okay, and if any podcast out there is going to be asking to be in the will of a listener, it's going to be us. So uh, I, I feel like thing. no other podcast is asking to be in the will of a listener. <laughs> George, George Gilby must have some of that celebrity big brother money left. George, get in yeah. touch. Info at baffledpod.com. I always think it's a really, I've always thought it would be an incredible way to like utterly rinse someone, you know, your worst enemy because of um, like inheritance tax and stuff, you leave their money and then they've suddenly got to sell their house to get that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful mugging off. Um, I enjoyed that, Connor. Mark, the final fact of a stellar show. Don't, don't, just don't take this hands down. Dogs sniff good smells with their left nostril. No one needs to know anymore. Thank you very much. It's been a brand, brilliant, brand new episode of Baffled. Here's what we've learned this week. If you're not happy with your dad, if you fancy a a rich new pup, head to Japan. Pretty easy to pick one up over there. Also, uh, chances are Disney has made fun of you in some way. Please don't libel us. Uh, And if you are making... Please don't sue us. Uh, And if you are making a will, um, get in touch. Info at baffledpod.com for that, please. Also, if you'd like Connor to explain something to you, for you, uh, that's how you get in touch as well. And you can always follow us on the Instagram at baffledpod there. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. I'm getting a bit of morning sickness and strange cravings. Bear with, I just need to go on a bag of barley. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.